Hey, everybody. Bill here with another episode of The Debrief. I just finished a wonderful conversation with Mike Massey. He's the CEO and co-founder of Locally, a fantastic company that we had the pleasure of working with last year on their rebrand. So in today's conversation, Mike and I discuss how they knew they needed to rebrand, what they were looking for in an agency partner, but more specifically, how they actually landed on the final direction. Uh, you'll definitely want to hear that one. It even surprised me. I did not know that's how it went down internally. And also the impact that they had in the way that they rolled it out. So another great episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Mike. Here we are. Uh, I'm really happy to chat with you. It's uh, It's been a little while. I'll actually reference a date here in a minute of exactly how long it's been. But before we get started, I just want to kind of frame what we're doing here. And then I'm going to pass the mic to you just so you can maybe share a little bit about yourself and give some context of what you do and what Locally does. So as a reminder to all the viewers and listeners, the goal here is to share the experience of going through a rebrand the highs, the lows, the unexpected, and all those things. And through your voice, through the client side voice, not just a brand agency talking about how important it is or, or what to watch out for. So I know you'll be able to share your experience working with us. Uh, and I'm excited to get into that. So with that being said, I'll pass to you and you can let us know who you are. That sounds good. So my name is Mike Manassi. I am, uh, I am the founder and CEO of Locally, locally.com. And um, I'm also a third generation small business retailer. And um, I started this company because I saw a gap between how consumer behavior is changing towards doing most of their product research online and how that became discoupled from being able to see what's available near me. So we all post COVID, we all kind of know like, hey, near me is a thing that I can do. But, you know, to be frank, like, 95 plus percent of stores don't have any online visibility and locally set out to change that. Yeah, I love that. Um, we loved your mission. When you came through the forum, I don't even know if you know this, but when you came through the contact forum, uh, I believe it was Will specifically. He's like, I know of that company. We want to work with that company. So we have from the, yeah, from the gate, we believed in what you're doing. Right. Is that, I guess that is that through his wife and where she's yes. working? Yeah. Yes. She's one of our clients. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So the date that I referenced is September 3rd. September 3rd was actually your phone call with Janina, which was essentially the beginning of our rebranding journey That's together great. with you. That was your first call with Janina. So the first section I like to start with is the pre-project. How did you know it was time to rebrand? Two of my partners that founded the company, you know, we had built collateral for the company. We had, you know, some way of talking about the company and we had um, some marks and we have trademarks and things like that. And it just like over an arc, I mean, we, we were around for seven or so years before we started talking to you guys over that period of time, we just realized that like everything had become disjointed. Their way of talking about the company had become jargony and influenced by our B2B channels. We weren't talking in a way that was scalable. And we understood that like, you know, some arc in the future, our aspiration is more consumer facing. Um, and so we knew that there was a point or an inflection point where the company needed to make a pivot to a more holistic version of our branding. And, you know, we wanted to become a more aggressive marketer. 
we've got a good board. Um, we've got a lot of really smart guys on the board that like, you know, came and said, hey, you know, the very first part of this project is going to be to rebrand the company and, and not really rebrand it with a different name or anything like that. We were very comfortable there. But just to kind of like, you know, let's explore the, the, the visuals and let's explore, you know, how we're talking about this. And, um, and so we kicked off the exploration part. Yeah, great. That's a, that is a common pain point, right? A company that many years in business, growing, learns more about itself and what it wants to be, has a new vision for the future that is not maybe drastically different than the old vision, but it's more refined and right. therefore it needs refinement, both visually and verbally. So what were you looking for in a partner, a rebrand partner? I'll be honest. Um, you know, I did a lot of interviews. I, I don't know that I knew what I was looking for at the beginning. I got proposals to rebrand from firms all over the country. I had a lot of meetings. Um, I had proposals for huge numbers and I had proposals for what seemed to me to be more than just a few hours worth of work. So I didn't know whatsoever what to expect um, until I actually landed on you guys. I had done one rebranding project in the past with my retail business. So I had some sense of how that looked, but I had never done any kind of rebranding or B2B or SaaS or anything like that. I'm glad that we stood out in the crowd. I think that is one thing that we would like to believe is that we do stand out in that way, especially even yeah. in the sales process, right? Even using the word sales for us is a little bit kind of like, you know, it's a word you have to use because everybody knows what it means, but we would consider ourselves non-salesy and very, what do you want to call it? Relatable or adding value in that call, not just well, here's what it costs and come work with us. I can imagine what that is like actually to vet a lot of people because I understand that the prices are all over the damn place and timelines are all over the damn place. And then, right, as a as a customer shopping around, you're like, I don't even know what's normal. I don't know what to expect. It's very difficult because when you start the project, you know, it's almost like saying I'm going to build a house, right? But at least when you're building a house, you're going, okay, well, I have some sense. I can look at a, you know, I can look at, the house blueprints, or I can look at a, you know, a, a drawing of the house or I can do whatever. But with branding, it's a full exploration process. So you're, you're basically building a house. You can't even visualize the very beginning. Perhaps you guys can visualize it, but for us, you know, we didn't know what to expect. So it's even more difficult to, you know, kind of get the right partner in place. Yeah. So was there something specific not to maybe point too much at us, but was there something specific there? Yeah. So, um, you know, because of the fact that like this, the exploratory part of the project and trying to identify like what the process was, we started working with focus and it was Janina in particular. The biggest difference was the, the detail, like the, how the proposals fit together in detail. Like we work with another firm in New York, you know, that has done really extensive national, you know, stuff. And they came back and they said, yeah, we'll do it two weeks for the whole thing. And, you know, huge number. And, and it was just like, it just didn't feel like there were any meat on the boat. And, and, and I'm not doubting that they maybe could have pulled something together that maybe we would even still be really impressed with, but like there was, sure. there was no introspective part of the process that like we identified. And that was the biggest differentiation, you know, when we started working with you guys is that Jeannie walked us through the process, like identifying exactly what was going to happen. And I will say, um, when I went back to our board and I said, look, this is like a 13 week process. I mean, all of them, including one who's a CEO of a huge marketing firm was like 13 what weeks. The, I mean, what the hell are you talking about? But, but yeah. you guys explain why we needed to do it that way. 
And we weren't mm-hmm. going to do like concurrent, like mission vision along with art. I mean, it was like, it was like, hey, this is all the process that's going to happen here. This is how long it's going to take. And it just all made a lot of sense. And so the choice was easy. Great. Happy to hear that. Again, we put a lot of emphasis in those in those calls on not timeline, but it's scope, element by element to element and how they build on each other. It's not just look at us. We're cool. We've done great work. Hire us. Like we, we actually don't even really do much of that is our hope. One of the things, Bill, that, um, that, that absolutely was a big deal was um, when we were working with Janina and she was giving us a proposal and, you know, and we were, we were trying to get it you know, into the right slot and make sure that we were getting everything we wanted, et cetera. Um, she gave us like an exact date of where the project would start. Right. Mm. So she came back and she says, okay, well, you know, this project can, can have the first call on 1113 or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly, but this is when it could, and, and really everybody else was just like, Hey, here's a contract with like out any detail whatsoever on visibility of like when it would start, when, you know, who would be involved or, or anything it was just like, we're going to do this. Like basically, you know, like we won't talk to you again after this. We're just going to come back and tell you what your new brand is. And we like, no, this is not what we want to yeah, do. Yeah, I think what you're seeing there is a reflection of the broader team. And I won't even put myself in this category, but they're very detail-oriented, which is great. Myself totally. as an owner and CEO and visionary, whatever you want to call it, I'm still up in the clouds most of the time, but that suits my my natural talents. That detail level, the team brings such a care for detail to all those mm-hmm. things. And then it permeates through all that stuff. For us, it's just obvious that clients would have a start date and they would know what they're getting week one, week two, week three, week four, week, because right. we would want to know. Right. Um, so there's no reason not to share that. All right. So the, one, you're the only one who proposed that. Yeah. I, that's very interesting. Like the humble me wants to think like, well, maybe they just don't realize they should share it, but they must know it. If I was not humble, I'd be like, I'm happy that nobody does that. That's great. I, I don't understand why that's not just like table stakes. Um, but hey, we'll take it. So we get into the project. So great. Sales process is killer. You're really clear on what you're going to get. Even the board is able to understand why something like this, as important as this, would take 13 weeks. Um so as we dive into the project, you know, 13 weeks again, they're long, so we can't hit on every note of the project, but I got three specific notes that uh-huh. we'll hit on. Most challenging, most surprising, and most rewarding. So let's start with the first one. What was the most challenging aspect for you and or your company going through a rebrand? The most challenging for me was that that you guys, rightfully so, set down three paths in front of us. I felt like, I felt like we had very good coherence um, on, on mission vision stuff. I mean, you know, we, those calls went fast, but when you, when you guys came back to us and said, basically, Hey, like here's three paths we see you guys going forward, you would get those documents on a Friday and I would spend all day Saturday and Sunday with stakeholders mm-hmm. and it would just be round and round. And, you know, like, like where we ended, like I'll, I'll just, Pull back the drape, you know, so we have three and, and there's only one guy and he's not even, doesn't even work in the company. He's just like one of our investors and we present it to him because he's, you know, works in marketing and there's only one guy who chose, like everybody ranked the one, one we ended up with in third place. Wow. And, and only one guy said, this is super original. This is where you need to be. And, um, and, and we were like voting it down and we were like, no way. It doesn't wow. make any sense. 
And, um, and, and, and we all finally were like, like we, it finally, that bell finally went off after like four weeks of like just back and forth. There was like yes. cats on you, you know? I love that you shared that because that's the reality, right? I think this is the value of this show specifically, which is when people go through that experience on their own, when they rebrand, they need to realize that's normal. It becomes very challenging and very personal taste driven or, or who knows what, especially when you're trying to get a bunch of people going in one direction on right. visual assets. It's really hard. I love that you pulled back the curtain on that, which was there was one Good. champion there. Um, it just goes to show you never really know how that stuff is going to shake out. We didn't even know that. I think the team's going to be uh, excited and like surprised to hear that. Awesome. Because without that, right, it could be a totally different direction, which again, doesn't mean it's wrong. There's not just a single answer to every rebrand project. There are multiple paths, but you never really know how you got to that one. And now we know that one right there was on a thin line to not being it. And it's so, it's so funny to say all that because, um, you know, we, you asked like what the, you know, the hardest part of this whole project was, but like, and then you're at, you're asked like, you know, what the most rewarding part, those are completely connected to one another because a hundred percent, because when people now look at our mark and they look at our visual and they're just like, if they're just like, that's amazing. Like, like once they understand like what we're trying to convey, they're like, like it's amazing. And it just took, it took building on the motif until we finally had something that like explained itself in a way that even the founders, even the marketing folks in the company, everybody were just like, finally it's coherent. It just all snapped one day. I love that. I think the other thing you highlight there is it also, it takes time. I think the constant battle with inside an agency and then really, you know, on the, on the customer side is you get that round one and everybody's hoping for a home run, right? Even though, even if we say, don't expect a home run of God, it's just round one. It's going to take time. You're going to love some stuff. You're going to hate some stuff, but that shows over time, even the things that you think are not right can actually grow and become right. Exactly. And you'd be surprised how many times that happens. That's not a total outlier where people sit with something over a couple of weeks while we're still giving alternative directions, but we still feel the most passionate about the one and we keep representing it maybe in a new and better way. And eventually it's like, you're right. That is it. That's the value of this show, right? So other people, if they get find themselves in that position, they realize, oh, other people have gone through this. They've actually even got to the other side very happy and very successfully, even though in the moment you're like, oh my God, this feels like a <laughs> life or death situation. Like we got to make a call and I don't know which one it is. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So challenging. What was the most surprising then? What was the most unexpected? In that same vein, it was, you know, just like we had a vision for like, you know, where we needed to go. I think that like that's the nature of um, one of these projects is that is that it's very difficult to peel your own affinity away from the project and just put your put yourself in, in into somebody else's hands. We all yeah. knew like, hey, we want and a lot of what started the project off was just an internal strife around like, I think that we'd be here and I think we'd be here. And, and we literally are just arguing over like, you know, five feet of change. We're like, Oh, I think this, and I think this, I want, I want, you know, and, and then, and then we end up on the other side of the river and it's like, it's like, Oh my God, like how did we get here? Like nobody in any way saw this coming. It was crazy how it all snapped together at the end. Like that was like, I did not think we would end up where we ended up. I really thought we were talking about like some minor font changes or something like that. And we've like just went completely to a different place. 
Didn't see yeah, it. what do you what do you think drove that besides just saying maybe people on our team? I think your team was persistent. They were confident in in what they were doing. And at the end of the day, they won. The biggest thing for me was probably I am not the visual creative guy within the company. We have like guys who are actual one of the founders is actually a marketing guy. He threw up his hands and says, I don't want to argue this. I'm I'm a guy, I have my opinion, I have my opinion, et cetera. And um you know, he just got to us flowers like, hey, we just need to bring somebody in here to do this. And like, I think the professionalism and the the execution over an extended period of time, a coupled together with illustrations that made the point of what was trying to be conveyed, finally like snapped us over. Love it. I love that, which is a perfect lead into the next, which is what is the most rewarding? I feel like we've covered a lot of it already, but I'll still throw it at you. Um. The most rewarding, it's probably two things. Um, the first is, and this was on the suggestion of my partner, Blake, who, um, you know, was a very instrumental to this project, is that we unveiled the brand to our entire staff on an all hands meeting in April. And we had like sent everybody in the entire company a box with a t-shirt, mug, everything with a new brand on it. Basically, we're transforming and like we kept it very to ourselves. Like very few people had any idea like what the project was or what we were working on. They had an inkling that we were working on something, um, but we had an all-hands meeting, and at the end of the meeting, I told everybody to open the box, and we, we spent the next half hour or so just walking through the brand, the, the symbolism, you know, the, the hidden meanings, et cetera. It was like unbelievable for everybody. So that was great. And then, um, and then when we, we were finally able to implement some of the homepage redesign, like literally the first day one of our biggest clients sent us a note on the side and said, your rebrand is like, insane i love that you're hitting me right in, in all the field because that's literally that's all we want right that's that was it I, our goal is to set you up for success when you win that's all we care about thank you for sharing those even the right. team will again they'll watch this and they'll love hearing right. that yeah. it turned out so great and we won't even you know we'd have to do a whole nother episode to talk about the entire identity system but the story behind it and the purpose and all that um i would just applaud you all for for leaning into that, being braver. It feels like a huge leap to you for us because we're a creative agency. It doesn't feel like a huge monumental, oh, you're going to have to jump off a cliff. This is life or death. It's like, it's creative. It's out there, right? You're going to push the boundaries and you should do that as opposed to, you know, just the name typed out, all flat, um, you know, safe colors, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So that's challenging, surprising, and rewarding. There's one point I wanted to touch on in here, which is this idea of B2B to C. Sure. I know that that was a kind of a particular pain point, uh, that we were working to address. And, um, I think it would be interesting to kind of talk about because I do think a fair amount of our clients kind of run into that same, well, we're B2B, but ultimately at the end is a C. They're trying to figure out how do we even like deal with that. And I know that we dealt with that with you. So do you want to speak to that, yeah. even the pain point? Yeah. So um, look, that's what we talked about at the very beginning. I mean, that was our challenge is we're like looking up one day, you know, we've gone through, um, we've gone through iterations of the company with your rebranding. We're in what we're calling three of our, of our iteration and manifesting everything that you guys have created, the entire framework, you know, brings us into V3. And then, you know, our goal here. The vast majority of what we do as a company right now is B2B, right? So we, we power engagements that occur between brands and retailers mm -hmm. and brands and retailers and consumers on behalf of brands and retailers. 
But um, our company is focused on getting to like version four of our of our platform. Or version four for us is you know that moment when we we've literally like aimed directly to consumers and said this mm-hmm. is how to shop locally. The V three of branding predates like the you know the delivery of the the technology backend piece that like makes us open table or Airbnb or whatever. I see. Manager. And so ultimately we want to carry this branding all the way to the consumer. Yeah. We're, we're doing B2B to C right now. We're doing consumer engagement only half of either brand or retailer, but one day we would like to be able to like be thought of by the consumer as the first place that you go if you want to find something in your neighborhood. I love that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I'm happy that we were help, able to help kind of start to build that bridge to get to and, the and, next. And look, I mean, let me kind of clarify because I think I, I didn't, I think I, Talk about locally a little bit there, but I want to I want to add something. Um, sure, that is a very difficult thing to talk about. Mm. It's virtually impossible for a SaaS company or a B two B company, um, whatever you do, it's very difficult to talk up to to you know people because you have that loaded in your brain. You you run on that, and so when it's yeah. when it's time to like explain to consumers. You're filled with jargon and oversimplification because it's all, and so like you know, like bringing in your team to 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 help us be like, no, that's that that makes no sense in the context of like this. That was extraordinarily helpful, and it's it's really what we identified at the beginning was going to be the challenge for us as a company is to like, mm-hmm. hey, these people need to really be paid, able to pay attention. We've got a lot to talk about, but we need to get everything in one sentence. Yeah. Good luck. Very hard. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonderful. So we're basically at post-project now, right? So the, the brand's been out there for a while. Um, so I'm going to hit on a couple of questions. First is, how has it been performing? You kind of hinted at the immediate message that you got. Um, but all in all, how do you feel like the brand has been performing? I feel like it's doing great. We haven't been able to implement the full vision because it's behind an entire technology platform rollout where like, you know, yeah. we just moving over to Google Cloud. So, you know, we're implementing it now. The brand change in itself is so superior to where we were in the past that like we're dealing with some of the largest companies in the world right now. And I just don't feel as though we would be in that spot um, if we didn't have a, an identity, a brand identity that was on our right. So yes, yes. Our, our old brand identity felt it was good for what we were, but it was not like at a international. Yeah. And I feel like we we are in that spot right now. You were strong enough to punch above your weight class potentially, but at some point you need to look like you're supposed to be in that weight class. Right? And there's a lot of value there. And and I think that that's that's a great way of explaining like what that feels like to us and our team. I love that, right? It's um, sometimes the world gets lost in this. How do I measure the exact ROI of a thing? If I change a logo, do I get dollars back? It's like, you have to step back from that. There's a whole bunch of other kind of nuanced, soft type of things that happened in a rebrand, and you've just explained one of them. Uh, Okay. Is there anything... Okay, You kind of answered the next question, actually, uh, which was going to be, is there anything you can do now that you couldn't do with the old brand? That answer can really lands in that bucket. We had 
a logo. We had a new way of talking about like what we do, right? So mm-hmm. like that was a yeah. deal, but we felt pretty good in that. We could talk about what we do. We could even maybe make a one sentence of what we do. Not super hard. What you guys did for us is you gave us an entire brand language. Mm-hmm. You know, everything from like lockups to like iterative logos. You gave us an entire framework to be able to create, you know, marks from like avatars, full blown illustrations. We absolutely could not do that in the past. We had essentially a two-dimensional mark that like we just slapped on things. Yeah. And so now we have something that literally delivers punch in almost every context. We could carry our locally brand everywhere. Couldn't do that right. before. Yeah, I would say that is a very common challenge and something that we solve for, which is, again, companies are growing, but they're like, but we don't really have much to work with. We're not failing but we need more stuff. We need more tools, whether that be visual, verbal, whatever, to get to that next level. So I'm happy to hear that you feel like you have those tools now. Okay, so final question. Uh, do you have any closing words of advice for people that are going to go through either founders or just an organization as a whole that are going to go through a rebrand? If you were sitting next to them at dinner... And it was a friend of yours and they, and you knew they were going with an agency to rebrand. Doesn't even matter if it's focus up. You would say, make sure you do this. What would that be? Yeah. The biggest pieces for us is cultural, probably more than anything else. We had an excellent cultural fit from day one with focus. Okay. We, we met with firms in Boston, New York, LA, et cetera. And we had like, virtually no overlap. And so it immediately knew we knew that we were not going to have a day-to-day working relationship. Um and 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 so we worked with you guys and it felt it felt like just dealing with somebody that you're friends with. It felt like the people that you would be friends with or that you respected, et cetera. So that was probably part one. The second part I think I covered at the very beginning, which was I hate to use a cliche, but haste absolutely makes waste. Somebody who's pitching you a two-week rebrand literally won't even have time to like discover your brand. They won't nope. have any time to like, you know, dig into your DNA. And um, and the last thing is along that same line, this is a journey. I mean, rebranding is is I, I feel like at the end of 13 weeks where we were, you know, we're like, okay, well, we've we've done this. We're, you know, it could have been even longer than that, but by the end of that period, it felt like we could probably still go six more weeks and still <laughs> discover a lot of new things. So if you're trying to race through this process and you know, just solve it with a check, it's never gonna work. It's gotta be like all hands on deck. Um, it's got a, it's, it demands a lot of attention. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you, 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 you're going to get what you put into it. Valuable words. Uh, thank you for sharing that. People need to sit down and replay that, replay it again. I find the right fit. You take the time, it. do it right. You're going on a journey. Feels like it's going to be long. You get to the end and you're like, Wow, we're in it now. It's almost like you get in it and you're like, I don't even know if I want to get out of it because you're so locked into the journey. Then you actually start having fun. You're excited. You're actually turning out real stuff. What am I going to do with these Saturdays and Sundays that I've had to (laughs) devote to like, you know, answering questionnaires every week? What's going on? (laughs) Well, listen, Mike, thank you so much. This is actually the first time we met. Another fun fact for the video. We didn't meet during the project. Uh, Again, I I was prefaced by Janina that you're a fantastic human being. We love working with fantastic human beings. Um, I've enjoyed this chat. I look forward to to watching locally grow and, you know, seeing how we connect in the future. And I think we might be you know, circling back at some point with some additional things that we want you guys to work on. And like, we won't be interviewing any other people. So, you know... Couldn't be happier with the way this whole thing came out. 
will the team will be cheering if you come back because they would love to work with you again. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, sir.